0: If you don't know, now you know. Now you're more in the know with your Shirley Josh Moore. What's up? This is more in the know podcast. I'm with Skyler. Shoey Fit.
1: Sky Fit. Sky Fit.
0: I call it Shoey. <laughs> That's what it looks most, like. Most people do. I, I literally was saying, yeah, Shoey. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it was just like, I don't know, maybe it was a nickname, but Sky Fit. Sky Fit. Yeah. All I, right. I
1: Schiler, Shuler, Shiler, everything except Skyler. But yeah. yeah, but that's your actual
0: name is Skylar. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome in you guys already know who I am I'm your host here every single week. So please like comment and subscribe to more the you Know podcast It's my honor and privilege to have you on tonight's podcast my man Thanks, man. and uh, here. I don't know a lot about you, but I'm gonna know a little bit more hopefully by the end of this uh, but what I do know is we were just talking before the podcast and I uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe it was it, the universe, call it God, call it whatever else. But uh, I said, how do we become connected with each other? And it was your good friend Blake that you guys were connected to a coaching group. Then you guys just stumbled upon my profile and said, Hey, man, there's this fucking quacko jo- guy, Crazy you know, you doing the doing these uh, these breath work and cult plunges. Let's go be part of the cult so yeah. yeah
1: that's exactly how it happened yeah hey, step you, by
0: step. you know <laughs> you know what i i dig it so i uh, you know in a very shortened version you know could you just kind of explain maybe a little bit about your background where you're from and then you know how you got how you got to arizona
1: yeah man um east coast boy for life so grew up in jersey all right um bergen county bergen county northern jersey and then ended up going to school in twenty twelve in Connecticut. Okay. Spent six or seven years there. So spent a couple of years there. So lived there for school and then graduated, got an accounting degree, worked at an accounting job for a year and was just like I can't do this. Okay. Quit. Left. Started my own business. Um, first few years were just completely a rocky road. Like was not a businessman, never really have been, so didn't know how to brand, didn't know how to market, didn't know how to do any of that stuff. But one thing I'm good at is just being persistent just continuing to go um so in 2020 after a couple years of not really seeing much success i had a cousin who lives out here okay and she reached out and she works at a company for tony robbins team graciosi uh, mastermind.com and she was basically like hey there's a position opening you know i know you're a a coach or good at what you do and so you should interview And so I was at the time like dating a girl. I was, I had my life in Connecticut and like my first instinct was like, no, no way. Like I I have my life in Connecticut, I'm good. And then I thought about it and like these guys are doing what I wanna do in life. And like, this is the golden opportunity to not only learn from some of the best in the game, but also get paid for it. And and, you know, at that point, like I was pouring money into credit cards and like just doing everything I could to stay afloat. And so I decided to come out, um, had the interview on on, uh, Wednesday, flew out here. Found out I got the job, flew back Thursday morning, spent all day Thursday packing. Friday, had to come out because I started the job on Monday. Love it. So fast, moved super, super quick. Um, worked at that job till October of last year, but that's what brought me out here.
0: Sweet. And then you kicked her to the curb, though. I mean, that was probably the best thing you ever did, huh?
1: The, the girl? Yeah. <laughs> she. So we stayed together for a little bit. <laughs> she actually came out here.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: we ended up splitting like two months ago at this point, though.
0: Two months ago from right now?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Fresh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it it was a really good and necessary thing to happen. Good. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm happy about it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you're here with us. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's that's good a, to be out here. That's quite that's quite an awesome story. You know, just having the the, the, the opportunity and the privilege to be in that group. And then uh, you said how long ago now did you launch your own brand?
1: Officially, so it's been an evolution, but I decided to build a business in 2017, understood. And then it was it started off, I was I was very obsessed with like starting the day, right morning routines, kind of getting your mind, right. And so I started in that arena, didn't see much success with it. Um, And then back in probably 2019, I moved more towards the fitness space because I've been a health nut since you know, 13 years old when I stepped in the gym and just have been a freak about studying ingredients and food and like, every angle of health pretty much and so back yeah a couple years ago is when i officially started it and then the evolution kind of continued i was doing it on the side when i was working for mastermind and up until um october is when i'm full-time since then
0: outstanding yeah so how has it been since october
1: it's been great man yeah it's a it's a life right it's a it's a hell of a lifestyle that i've built it like i i Wake up in the morning, I'm like, how is this real? Right. Like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but for working four or five years and not seeing success, it's like the, the greatest feeling to have finally been able to sustain myself financially. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, it's it's going great. It's, uh, it's definitely a process and I'm learning a lot, but overall, like first few months of October, I wasn't sure if it was going to be enough to sustain me, but I was just like, I'm not going back to an office. Like when I quit my accounting job, I told myself I'm not going back. And then this, the the mastermind company popped up and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll negotiate a little bit for Absolutely. that because I'm learning right. a lot. Um, but then after that, it was just like, I'm not going back.
0: I love it. Yeah. That's the type of mentality that it takes. Yeah, for real. My not going back started a long, long time ago, 2012. Okay. And uh, I was at a company event. I had grown a network marketing company, uh, over 1,500 people worldwide when I was 19 And uh, I was at a company event. Gary Vaynerchuk was there speaking. And I remember that day in the back of a notebook, I wrote in the back of the notebook that I'm psychologically unemployable so since 20 th- 2012 yeah. 2013 i've been officially psychologically employable i've never worked a job in my life my okay. day of my life so uh, now i don't suggest that for many people to be honest with you because mm-hmm. i have been absolutely broke and broken in, in many fucking ways i've been an addict i've been broken on couches i mean I, I mean i've gone through the gauntlet but uh, i don't suggest that life but not going much into my story but just kind of what you said is there's a there's a point where you make that decision and you just commit a lot of people say go all in, but it's really just bridging the gap between doubt and your courage and faith. Mm. And then you bridge that gap with your daily consistency. And when you did that, you really say, you know what, I'm letting go of this old paradigm, these old doubts, these old negative emotions and feelings. I'm going to step in this new one and give myself an opportunity to be the best man that I could be, accomplish the things that I know that I could accomplish. And I'm going to let the past be in the past. And if things kind of pop up here and there, then I'm going to take them as they are. But ultimately... There's a fine line, and I think you did it really well. Where you worked a, a normal job as an accountant, right? That's pretty normal. I mean, I don't know much—not normal in my world because I don't know if I'm quite smart enough to do that. But you know, just a day-to-day job, yeah. A means to an end, and then you you got into this unique opportunity that granted you space to earn income whilst you were learning, whilst you're building your skill set, and that propelled you then to be able to really step into a position and free enterprise full time. So talk about those first few months and the trials and tribulations in those first few months that you really found yourself in and really what did you learn early on? And if you were to have kind of some hindsight in twenty twenty, what would you kind of tell yourself when you first get started?
1: Man, so like right after I left my accounting job, that that first step, the, the biggest thing for me was I, I had a buddy who dropped out of college. Everyone told me he was crazy. He was a junior. He had, you know, two, three semesters left till he had his engineering degree. They were like finish up. But he was just like, I can't do this. He met an entrepreneur. He traveled abroad in Australia and he saw his lifestyle and he's like, I can do this. And so he kind of broke that glass ceiling for me, um, which was a huge, huge plus because it showed me that it was possible because I grew up in a small suburban town, financially successful area, but no one was an entrepreneur that I knew. My parents were both like super hardworking individuals. Um, So seeing someone drop out and then over the next few months create a very successful business showed me that it was possible. And I think that is looking back, the biggest thing is like, if you're going to create something that takes a lot of effort and a lot of intention, you have to surround yourself with the right people. There's no, there's no way that you can wake up in the morning with people who are just doubting you and asking all these questions and being negative and stay focused on what you want. And I think like there's a way, but you have to be a very, you have to be a certain type of individual to make that happen. And most people aren't Yeah. going back to for, for a quick second, you said like, uh, there's, there's a quote out there. I think Elon Musk said it. It's like a new entrepreneur asked him, What would you say for encouragement for a new entrepreneur? And he said something like, If you need encouragement, don't be an entrepreneur.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> right.
1: like you're going to go in. Yes, yes you're going to have people that are going to try to hold you back and, and you know, hold you down. But you're, you can also find people who are supportive and who are doing right. it. Right. I think that's like, there's such a value in finding that, that network.
0: Absolutely. And I think I think, too, is it is, you know, when you come from a small town, you know, I I, I said this many times before about Montana, you know, Montana is about 15 years uh, behind everybody else. So what happens today? Fifteen years from now, you'll see that in Montana. Uh, You know, people still believe that I rode my my horse to school, and you know, they we just got dial up computers. Actually, yeah, it's a great thing that's going on in Montana. So shout out to all my Montana folk up there living in the Stone Ages. Yeah, you know, maybe we need to go back to that. I mean, that's kind of you know going back to our ancestral roots. You know, maybe maybe they're there. Maybe that's why people are happy happy in Montana is their ancestral roots. But you know, for me, you know, outside of like my own family. My, my my dad is a very successful entrepreneur. So from when I was a young boy, I saw the example. But in terms of like the city and surrounding that I was in, dude, like nobody really has visions outside of Great Falls, Montana mm-hmm. or outside of the state of Montana. And everybody's fairly content, which is great. I mean, there's nothing to be wrong with contentment and happiness and such. But, you know, for me, I saw something bigger and, and something more available uh, that was the world and what there, what there was to offer out there. And so I found that I found that through business. And it was funny because I always thought that I was going to move to Florida and be a boob doctor. Um, so I, I actually I actually uh, took classes in high school. I went through the pre like I was doing pre-med in college early on in college. I mean, contrary to popular belief, I was halfway school smart. And I wanted to be a boob doctor. I was going to live this plastic surgeon life, make chicks have big boobs, and and live in this fucking sick penthouse in Miami. And it's crazy how things have changed for sure Uh, it it went completely the opposite direction i ended up like fucking growing my hair growing my hair out never showering being a complete hippie living with monks not giving a fuck about money doing a bunch of drugs and ayahuasca and dmt and the whole gauntlet of things and then like coming back to like this halfway normal life that we're we're in now man so when so when was it exactly that you got here 2020
1: 2020 i i got here a week before they shut everything down
0: oh wow so so then what what did that how how was that conversation like in your psyche?
1: Getting out here when they when they yeah so
0: you get out here you made yeah. this big decision and all of a sudden bam
1: yeah um, unpredictable. It was it was uh it was interesting. So we we were in the office we had a week in and then we moved virtual so I could still work but then a couple weeks later it was like people were saying no to the product the the revenue started lowering and so they had to let go a couple people from each department. I was one of the newer ones so they let me go. And I, I, at that point, I had a, the head of coaching there. Was, he's now my mentor, one of my best friends. He doesn't work there anymore. Um, he basically had a conversation with me and he was like, look, we can't pay you full salary, but you have the opportunity to continue to be in this environment and work with us and we can contract you. So we'll pay you a little bit. You're not gonna make as much. But what you can do is you can be surrounded by the stuff so you can t- continue to grow. And then you know when the time is right, when the company continues to bounce back, Then we can bring you back on, and so at that point it was like a big decision because you know for me to not have a steady paycheck was big, especially because I had all these expenses for moving out here. I had credit cards, all that stuff, but I just like again looked at the people. I was like, if I really want to do this, like I need to value the the people I'm surrounded by more over my financial security. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm in. Like I'm staying around, and he supported me throughout the entire way. Like. He was coaching me on trying to get my business started, and um, it was one of the best decisions ever because I got to integrate with the team, continue to stay there, and then a month or two later, they brought me back on.
0: I love you know. it. Yeah. Off, we're often faced with trials and tribulations, and I think the biggest thing in, in terms of life is you have to have the ability to pivot and and have reflexes, and without beating down on the problems, living in the solution finding ways to over overcome these obstacles and challenges and just being just being solution-oriented I mean because if not I mean there's so many different things that we could sit back and be you know see word this and and government this and and this and this and everything's going on but the thing about it is is since the start of start of man and and, and his life is there's been these trials and tribulations and they're just in different context and it's it's rather those who can seize the moment and overcome is who becomes successful during down times. I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs talk about how the rich get richer in down times. Obviously, there's a lot to be said about the methods and things that they that they're utilizing as they buy up property as as inflation goes up and people have to sell. They have the money regardless. But I think that there's opportunities even for us little guy to really find find ways within down times to prosper yeah. and then having that prosperity mindset to really step into this time and say you know what I can too and it's just like like you said your friend really broke that glass ceiling for you and you say you know what if, if they're doing it then why not me why can't I? and that says well fuck I mean they look like me they breathe like me you know they bleed like me why why can't that in a similar situation be myself and so over the last so that was uh, two years ago now mm-hmm. and that's brought you now to here and so, talk about where where you're at right now compared to a couple of years ago, and you know, talk a little bit about what what you do on your day to day, what what you're involved with with your coaching, and maybe give us a couple of little tidbits as to some uh, foreshadowing of the future, or little projects that you may have in the works.
1: Hell yeah, um, yeah. I'm, as as far as like who I've turned into in the past few years, like I don't even recognize myself from two years ago. Like the the evolution, and I've gotten I've been into self growth since. 2016 ish and it was you know great for a couple of years but like this last year this these last two years is where i really just like took some stuff and just ran with it um so right now so I, when when i got let go from my uh position in that company in october i was working with probably like three or four clients and it's just like really trying to enroll new people struggling um and now i'm working with like 18 and so it just kind of happened like i just continuously showed up and I think there's something out there that says what you do from 90 days ago, you'll be rewarded today. Right.
0: Yeah, the compounding effect.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so, like, just kept showing up, kept doing my thing, and you know, have now just really started to build a strong client base. Uh, decided a little over a year ago that I wanted to go heavy with YouTube. Yep. Want to make YouTube like a big part of what I do, not only for attracting people to me and introducing them to my world, but also to just create more of an impact. Right. Like to to get information out there where people can just search stuff and find it um overall like the vision i want a huge facility i think that's like the 10-year vision for me is i want a huge gym that's just like known in the area i don't know if you know like alpha land of course yeah absolutely um so something very similar to that but like in my own style because i have a very unique holistic lens of looking at things and doing things um fasting is a big part of what I do and so I'd love to just introduce more people to that concept make that a part of the coaching that I do my YouTube my gym everything um, yeah long long term like I'm still kind of putting it together right but that's that's a big part
0: absolutely I, I mean I just got done doing a podcast with, with Jimmy house and you know him and I ha- have been sitting down not in front of a camera And not recorded for years, you know, four or five years from when I first moved down here. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the vision that was created back then. And we weren't quite the men who we, we, we weren't, we, we had the dream and the vision, but we weren't the men yet to be in that position. But as time has gone, like you said, you don't recognize yourself from two years ago. For me, my story is I've three years ago, I got clean and sober and so April 1st of this year has been three years clean and sober, and I've been my best man now for that time. And now it's taken some time to compound, compound, and compound to be able to be in the position that I'm in. And now only really compounding on on that, then imagine, you know, in two, three years, four years down the road. But what I love, especially about your mindset, and we share something very similar together, and you said this earlier in the podcast, is like, you know, it's not where you're going, it's where you're at. Because how the fuck are you gonna be happy over there when you can't be happy right here? Yeah. And so that's something that I really believe and embody in my life, as do you, of every day waking up and, and, and being in a state of gratitude and bliss. This shit is fucking awesome. This is literally a blessing to be in this position, to be able to create free to, to, to be able to be in free enterprise, create commerce culture, inspire, inspire individuals, be a man of service, service to self, service to others, as well as be in a position now that you never have to work or or or, or beg somebody for a paycheck. I mean and and money aside, just being in, in a situation in an environment with people who actually care about you, that love you, that want to see you win that are around you that are uplifting and inspiring. I mean that within itself, I mean, to me that's worth more than any dollar bill that I could ever fucking make. And so like that, that is, that is what's so amazing about being in the space as as we are and entrepreneurs is saying, yeah, like the future will come and we have that vision, but I've, I've heard it. You've spoke it actually. And you kind of given some clarity within your words of saying, Hey, that's all great and dandy, but I'm just, I'm just grateful to be here right now
1: it's huge for me man like thinking back to my accounting job and I I think most people don't have that network which is it's sad that it's so rare to find a group of people that that love and that support and that encourage but like looking back to that accounting job everyone was showing up people who had been there five years longer than me ten years longer than me 20 years longer than me and they were miserable right and some of them were complaining outright to everybody and not caring who heard right And it's like why why live that lifestyle when we're we have the opportunity to do something greater
0: you know, and what, and I'm going to add on to this is it, it is a blessing to have these types of people and environment that we're in. But when people ask me, man, you know, they, especially when they look at the uh, the cold plunges, the breath work, and you know, they see the culture that's being built is I say, you know what? If you want to be part of a culture, build one. Yeah. And it's the best. That's the best way to build a culture is the, is the best way to be part of a culture. If there's not one there is to build one. And that's what I did. I mean, Three of you, the people that are in this room right now, not even a year ago were strangers to me. You know, now you're in my room, you know, and now you're in my office. We're doing the podcast. That's the power of belief. That's the power of alignment. That's the power of being your best self one day at a time is you attract other people. And I've always said this too. It's like sometimes your best friends, your best friends are those, they might not even support you as much as complete strangers will. So if you don't receive that support from others, you're gonna you're gonna align yourself with those people who see that bi- that vision and have that same purpose in their life. You want to hit play on that, please again. Thank you. You're gonna align yourself with those same people who have the same vision. They have they have the same purpose and clarity of their lives. And maybe they're not your boys from high school, yeah. and and maybe they're not you know the hoodlum friends that you ran around doing you know street shit with. Or your 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 bar buddies, or for me, my drug buddies. They're not them. They're I don't say random people, but they're God-granted people, divine individuals that have come in, into my life because of who I become. And it's been also, and who I become and who I attract also shows who these types of people are in my life and who they have become and who they've attracted because of who 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 and what they are day after day, man.
1: Yeah, and I I think there's a big mis- misunderstanding for people of like they think they can hold on to the stuff that they have in this moment while getting what they want. Right. And it's just not true. Like you got to let shit go, whether it's, you know, how you believe that you act, how believe, how you believe that you are, whether it's friends, family, like whatever it is, you do have to give things up to move into a better version of you. Like if you want to attract the right people into your life, there's probably going to be a vacuum in between giving up some friends before you find some new ones. But I I think it's essential. Like I really don't see, it working out of you being able to live comfortably and kind of live how you've lived your whole life with the people from high school or, or friends or whatever it is while moving into that next version of you.
0: Absolutely. What, what do they say? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result is called insanity. Yeah. I mean, how do you expect to fucking do the same thing, hang around the same people and get a different result? I mean, the, you just can't do it. Letting yeah. go of the, letting go of the old and surrender, surrendering to those patterns that have kept you in those same positions Allowing yourself then to create new paradigms, new networking systems within your brain, the this new new neurological roadmap within yourself that's going to attract that and what you deserve. And and as you do that, time and time and time again, and 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 you're gonna have occasional relapses and you're gonna have these moments of of these repressed and suppressed feelings that come to the surface. And you're gonna feel your old self coming up and you're gonna have moments of doubt, but doubt is is then replaced with courage. Then you know when you have contradiction, it's placed with with passion. And now you're really stepping into this new you, and that new that new you is built building this foundation day after day after day by your habits. And you talked about when you first got into YouTube, you were big on morning routines. So talk a little bit about your your habits now and in recent times. What are some new habits? I see you're always doing new challenges and things on your YouTube video. I know we got a farm sushi hat on. I, I got you. I don't, know, I don't know if I personally did. I'm not going to take, take uh, ownership of that. But I know you're, you're fucking eating liver yep. now raw, which is badass. Yep. You know, you're doing the ice, the breath work. I've, I've seen you uh, network around the valley for that. So talk about the habits that have been with you for a while and talk about some of the new implications that you have in your life.
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, exercise, meditation have been huge for me for years and years and years. I mean exercise since I was like 13 years old. Uh, meditation four years ago maybe. But those are just, to me, it's like you're working the mind, you're working the body, and you need to do that every day if right. you want to build something that, that works and that makes you feel good. Um, as far as recently, man, like you've been getting me into like the ice baths. Um, I signed up for a spot that has a sauna right now, so yep. I'm able to do that, the liver. Yep. Like That's fucking awesome. I don't know <laughs> if I'm ever going to go back from that. You can't like, now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I reached out the other day, and I was just like – I feel euphoric. Yeah. Like I, the last yeah. few times I've even eaten it, the next few hours, it's like I legit have a sense of euphoria. So there's something with it. Yeah. So I'm not going back.
0: Yeah, You know, you shouldn't. Yeah. No. I, I'd be upset. <laughs> I'm going to keep tabs on you now and be like, hey, you eating your liver? For sure, man. Yeah. No, but I think it's – you're right. I think what I call those are now non-negotiables. And so I have non-negotiables in my day-to-day. And those habits and I actually had a coaching call this week and the the woman was talking about her habits and she, I said, well, let's pick one, let's pick one habit to commit to the next two weeks because I think a lot of people get lost in the sauce and they want to fucking do 40 new habits and then fill their whole day with 80 of these fucking things that they're doing and then all of a sudden they crash and burn and say, I can't do this. I'm just going to go back to my old ways because it's easier. It's a path of least resistance and just going back to what you're comfortable with. I said, well, how would you stick with one? You you stick with it, and then that compounds over time, and then you add another one, and then you add another one. So it was for you, of course. I think your foundation, like your, what I'm hearing, is that was was the working out, the meditation, and so as you've really stepped into. So for me, my I don't want to call it obsession, because that's a really ego-driven word. My fascination and my understanding and my ability to to really receive this context and content that's around breath around the cold therapy has been granted to me very easily and effortlessly in the last 12 to 14 months. So for me, it's not new because I've, I've had this content, I've known about this information for quite some time, but I think I was resistant to it, I didn't really want to fully commit to it. In the last 12 months I've had a paradigm shift for me really to commit to it, really find that mind-body connection via the life force energy of breath, and then of course surrender with the cold. So. With the application that you've now started to do the breath work and the cold therapy, what what can you say about? We'll start with the breath work. Uh, you know, adding that to your meditation, but like doing group group breath work for the first time. How was that experience? That is
1: so cool, man! Like, so I, I I've had some experience with Wim Hof in the past. I used to do some like cold showers, never never a legit ice bath, um, but I would do his breath work, and it was like the first time I did it. I remember. It was just a crazy experience. Like you're tingly, like everything's crazy. And then doing it in the group, like you're looking around, you're not even looking around, but you're, you're in yourself, but you're also surrounded by a community of like-minded people. And so, especially with like the tribal breathing, everything like that, like that really, it just creates an environment that's pretty hard to describe. Yeah. And like the first time there, there's been a couple of them where at the end during our moment of gratitude, like I'm tearing up and like things are coming up. Right. so it's yeah. I, I don't know if that answered your question. No, but that, I think it's just like a yeah beautiful experience.
0: You know what? And it's a state of knowing because in in a state of knowing, you have to you have to be there, be in it, to be able to to share that experience with somebody else. And you don't know what you don't know, and so that's why I always tell people, say, "Hey, man, don't write this off until you join us." And if you could drop your ego just a little bit at the door and really step into this vulnerable vulnerable space and grant yourself the opportunity to connect you're going to walk out of here much differently than you walked in here and especially if it's for your first time that you've actually connected with your body because we live so disconnected in a very flight and or flight body that's overwhelmed and anxious if you really can connect to yourself via breath and then you also understand that the person that's breathing a foot away from you is doing the same thing and there's a complete letting-go process of the ego at the door. There's no judgment. It's a vulnerable space. We're all here for the same thing. It cultivates this fucking, like, this beautiful storm of, of just, like, bliss and, and euphoria. And I believe I believe the world requires more of that.
1: 100% agree, man. Like, it's it's so easy to drop into your body when you're breathing like that. Right. And, like, if you can drop into your body and get rid of all the shit that's going up on here, even if it's just for a few minutes... I guarantee the world would be a better place if more people did it.
0: Right. So just b- just bouncing off of that, since your new application with the breath work, how's your meditations been,
1: bro? Okay. So as w- as far as challenges go, like last month I did a, a seven days of one hour meditation every day, and you know the whole week I think I started on a Monday. So Sunday when we get together was the last day. And so, like, the whole week, each day got a little bit easier, a little bit easier. But for the most part, I was, you know, fidgety during it. I was, like, adjusting, moving. And then we did the breath work and and the ice bath on Sunday. Hour straight through. Didn't move a muscle. Was dropped into, like, the most meditative state. My head wasn't anywhere else. Like, I was truly just present. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, moments. But for the most part, like, present for that hour. Not even worried about moving. Like, it was the most calm relaxed pre- it, it was insane
0: i love it yeah yeah oh man that's beautiful and then like you said you you never really uh got full bore with the ice baths until just recently yeah but you did the cold showers. so talk about the your ice plunge for the first time and how was that how was that experience
1: it was crazy man yeah. it's it was a lot it was like easier but harder than right. I than i expected it yep. to be I think the breath work really prepared me and also just the community aspect, like being surrounded by people. Like if I went in there and I was freezing within five seconds, there's no way I would have gone now.
0: No way. Like with everyone there, it's like, I'm I'm here for a minute. I (laughs) think we did a minute. But Your tribe's there, man.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you have support, you're in the zone. Um, So I just kind of, you know, you, you had the sage, which was super helpful at that time for the first one. and. Um, I kind of was just breathing through it, yeah. but it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it.
0: Was. No, it's really, it's really not. Yeah. You, and, and that's what I tell people, especially about surrender, letting go and, uh, in the ice baths is, is really letting go of an outcome that has not happened yet. And if you can let go of an outcome that has not happened yet, it allows you to be in a state of presence in the, in the now because we romance and seduce ourselves in this future outcome. And we say all these great things. But if you could come at life with some um, neutrality and just be right in the middle, like the, like the, the cool side of the pillow, you know, and just say, you know what, this experience is going to be what this is. And I accept it. And if you can step into that state of acceptance, it's going to allow, just, it's going to grant so much opportunities for you to really (laughs) ring out the moment. That's what I call it. Ring out the moment of, of what's available because you've let go of the resistance that has been put behind you because you know, the water's going to be fucking cold people ask me man do, do you not feel cold i'm like no dude i am a robot i can't feel cold <laughs> yes chief yeah. i feel cold my <laughs> yeah, guy buddy. it's it's 30 motherfucking two degrees for me just like it is for everybody else my man and so uh, but i but the thing is is i know it's fucking 32 degrees i know i'm gonna be in there for two to four minutes except for when my girlfriend challenges me and i gotta be in there for fucking 14 hours you know yeah. and and uh but I, I know I'm going to be in there for a short time. I know I'm not going to die. I know that I'm going to be okay when I get out of it. And so when I'm in there, it's a very euphoric experience because you really can let yourself go. And, and I don't like saying getting getting comfortable being uncomfortable because I'm really not uncomfortable in there. I'm enjoying it because you've let go of the perception of what pain is. You've let go of the perception of what, you, what hurt is. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just accepting the moment for what it is. I mean, ultimately, when you really break down meditation, and maybe you could touch on that. That's what it is.
1: Just being present. <laughs> that's it. Like whatever's going on, it doesn't matter for these next 5 minutes or 10 right. minutes. It's like I'm just going to be here.
0: That's it. Yeah. It's a concept that it like many people want to overwhelm themselves with. But it's a longer breath cycle, getting into your body, being present. Re re releasing surrendering being here, you know, all these words are fancy and great But ultimately if any if you struggle with that I found for me personally to really allow the 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 mind to slowly let go of the clutter is just breathe and just have that be your focus and your commitment
1: It's really cool. The the first time I came here and we did this and ever since then I'll watch people when they're in the tub and you can tell pretty much the exact moment where they just let go Yes. There's just like a moment, energy shifts, breath shifts, whatever it is, and it's just they give into it.
0: Complete surrender. Yeah. I I mean, I got a book right there, and this we're doing a book review, Doc, uh, David Hawkins, Letting Go of the Pathway of Surrender. Every single Wednesday, I, I do a call, and we're sending the levels of consciousness this, this week. Uh, last week was acceptance, uh, and this week was love. And it when I speak to my mentor, Jeffrey Combs, who is an absolute master when it comes to this content is he really loves the con He loves the ice bass. He thinks it's the best thing ever. The breath works is the best thing ever. He thinks it's a unique situation that is going to grow. And also he I've broken it down to him that it's letting go in the most tangible form that like like there's not much else in your day. Like you're from your day to day and you're like, oh, just let go. And people are like, ah, it's like I'm trying. You know? and like, but all of a sudden, like you said, there's that moment of just complete release and you can see it. And there's not much of that, that in our lives that we can go look at somebody and say, oh, they just released right there. You don't really see that much yeah. in, in the day-to-day. But, but you learn about how much somebody is fighting and forcing a lot of their emotions, a lot of their feelings when they get in a fucking cold tub, dude. And then all of a sudden, you can see it and you're like, oh, all right. And then, and then they're like, "Fuck!" They want another minute or another yeah, thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, you know,
1: it's so much as like I think I'm gonna be cold when I get in here, and right. that makes it worse. Right. And then it's like they they feel it. It's like, oh shit, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And then as soon as that moment go, that I think that pre, that just the thought that came before of like this sucks, right, is just. It's just gone for a little bit
0: completely gone for the time being and then you can go for another minute another 30 seconds and the thing is 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 that's the letting go process that's the skill set of letting go and that's what I teach my clients day after day after day after day is letting go is an absolute skill set that you can learn to do it on command Mm -hmm. and on command means right now chief and that being this right now right here only comes when you're in your body If you're not in your body and you're overwhelmed, anxious, you're out of body, having an out-of-body experience, if you're levitating, if you're doing all these different situations, then good luck because you're going to be off in fucking la-la land, which is your low esteem. And you're going to perpetuate these thoughts and feelings of guilt, shame, rejection, abandonment. You're going to perpetuate these, these feelings of not being good enough. You're going to set yourself up to be disappointed. You're going to sabotage your own success. You're going to be overwhelmed and overweight and overobligate yourself. You're going to find yourself in these same perpetual cycles over and over and over again. And it's just going to keep stacking the fuck up until you surrender. And when you surrender, then in that moment of surrender, it's not, it's not weakness. It's fucking power. And when you step into your power and you let go of the force that's kept you out of the that's kept you out of your power and you let go of the control that's keeping you out of control and you surrender to the moment then you can fucking dial yourself in be on command learn to let go and then step into your power produce the results produce the life that you deserve and be the best that you can be.
1: I got a question for you. All right. That first of all that's fire and that's it's all true. Besides ice baths, how do you practice that skill?
0: Every fucking day of my life, I practice that skill of letting go through breath, through my, through the middle of the day, because here's the thing, is that I've been faced with just as many challenges and trials and tribulations as everyone else is. I am a recovering codependent, I'm a recovering self-sabotager, I'm recovering chronicle liar, and a recovering addict. So for me to understand the events that have shaped the feelings, and for me to be able to detach myself, be in a state of non-attachment while accepting these situations, it's like being in the chaos. So it's like you, your you're family, let's just imagine you in, in the chaos. You're, 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 you go to a family dinner. I don't know what your family dynamic is, but mine's pretty chaotic. And you're able to be amongst the chaos, but you're not identifying with the chaos and the relationships. You're able to be in your body. And so that's how I practice that every single day. Is that there's moments, there's moments, challenges, obstacles, and situations from my past that want to perpetuate and have me relapse into old feelings, into unresolved trauma, into the suppressed emotions that I've had. But as I feel these feelings, I simply accept them for what they are. I'm the witness in the moment, and I easily and effortlessly let them go, just like the wind's gonna blow a piece of fucking dust in the wind. And so that's how I practice the skill set of letting go one day at a time. It's built through my habits. It's built through consistency. It's built through my my commitment to myself, my sobriety, my recovery. Because on the road to recovery, there's no more fucking cheat days, chief. You just can't not fucking cheat. There's no more cheat days. And things become non-negotiable. And when you have these non-negotiables, then like you said, you don't look back. So you step into your body. You step into your power. You're going to understand that you're going to have occasional relapses. And that's okay. I have occasional relapses. But they're very short and intermittent, man. I mean, they don't last a week. They don't last a month. My old relapses were me fucking going around drug bender for two weeks, man. I don't have that anymore. I, I see the situation for what it is. I've had a situation just recently that was very powerful, very powerful in my life with two deaths in the same week, on the same fucking day in my life, man. Somebody asked me, well, what do you do? How do you deal with it? First off, I don't deal with it. I'm not dealing with anything. This is, my, this is that I changed my word choice on how I speak about things. I'm not dealing with anything. It's not something I'm dealing with. I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it. I'm mourning it. I'm allowing myself to feel these feelings because I'm not, not, I'm not criticizing myself or judging myself for feeling one way or the other. But I'm not identifying with being the victim. I'm not blaming or shaming or guilting myself anymore in my lower emotions. I'm allowing the feeling to be felt. I'm the witness to these feelings. And I'm easily and effortlessly letting go to step into my power
1: more people need that <laughs> way more people need that. Like, cause that's, it's, it's perpetuated. It's, you feel bad and then you feel bad about feeling bad. Right. And then you feel bad about feeling bad about feeling the domino bad and just keeps going. Right.
0: Yeah. It, it really is, man. So I know we're, we could probably sit on here and talk all night. We'll definitely get you back on when we get a little bit more time. Uh, but, uh, where can everybody find you on your social media?
1: Yeah. 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 Instagram at SkyFit. So S E H U Y fit.
0: All right. Yeah. Sky fit. Yeah. All right. right. Shoey fit. Shoey fit. Yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Sky fits, should we fit, shoey fit. It, it all fits here on More Than no Podcast. That concludes today's episode. I am your host, Josh Warren. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm going to be having a few more people as guests. Uh, I've been doing a solo mission for quite some time, uh, but uh, we're taking over, the, we're, we're sailing west now. And as we sail west, I bring with me some comrades in my tribe. So we're going to be adding to the tribe, sailing west, and conquering the lands in the west. So you guys stay tuned on More Than No Podcast. Love you all. Peace out. Let's go.